and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome, everyone, and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I hope and pray that each and every one of you are in the best of health, best of strength, and most importantly, in the best of spirits. We got a whole lot that is going on out there in the world today. And of course, I'm sure, um, as you know, if you have been keeping up with the news Israel is currently under attack. So it is extremely important if we call ourselves children of the living God through Christ Jesus that we do pray for Israel because they are God's chosen children. And as always, before beginning, I'd like to start by giving all honor, all glory, and all praises to Father God Almighty, His Son Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Because without them, I am nothing. But because of Christ Jesus and what he did on the cross or at the cross, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, including this podcast as well as this podcast episode. I'd also like to take some time out real quickly to say thank you to each and every one of you for taking a time out, whether it's to hit download or to hit play. I just want to say thank you and God bless you. So today is Saturday, October 14th. And the time now is currently 11.27 p.m. So it's a Saturday night and it's 11.27 p.m. Now as far as the temperature, it was a little hot earlier today. I think it was 80 degrees or at least somewhere over 80, but it was in the 80s today. At this point in time, I am not sure what the temperature is, but hey, let's take a quick look. My computer is busy. I don't know what it's doing, updating. It's been updating. So let's see. Okay, according to my phone, it says here from the weather channel, that the temperature now is currently 65 degrees. And that's probably true because it does feel like 65 degrees. It feels really nice and cool. So yes. And even though it was like in the 80s earlier, a little hot, but not too hot. It was still a beautiful, beautiful day. And of course I had to run out there and get some stuff done. I was tired, but yeah, either way, it was still a beautiful, nice sun shiny day yes and I think they said tomorrow it's gonna be it's supposed to drop like 14 degrees 
Yeah, tomorrow's supposed to be 66 degrees, so it's going to be like spring. And the reason why I say spring is because, yeah, we still have all our leaves under trees. Everything is still green and plush. We don't begin seeing, we don't begin to get that fall look until like maybe late November to early December. So that's one of the beauties of living in this particular city. So yes, I give God all on and all glory. I am currently sipping on a cup of coffee because yes, I am tired. I went to bed about 3.45 this morning, woke up and I was doing a whole lot of cleaning. And then I had to go out and run some errands and I not too long finished cooking. And I had some dinner at 10.15 p.m. because I was just tired. I mean, I, I started to cook real late, so I need this coffee to keep me awake or else this episode won't get done today and I really don't want to be doing it tomorrow because I have some other things I need to get to so anyway enough of all my jibba jabba I hope that you were able to catch the last episode um didn't get much it, it hardly got downloads but it's a very good episode because there's some great information in that episode and it's actually entitled Blandina the martyrs of lions and her story is extremely remarkable extremely extremely remarkable and as you can see at this moment Israel is under attack Christians around the world are under attack and Blandina's story serves as a great example of how we are to stand as followers. What do you call yourself? A follower, believer, children of the most high God through Christ Jesus who has died for our sins. It's a really great story. So it, in case you did not have a chance to check that out, you can you know go back and you can check that out. Okay, so the name and title of today's episode is... And if my mic sounds a little different, it's because I went back to my old mic. And actually, like I said, I'm so tired. But I am I ordered a boom, a mic boom stand. You know, one of the ones that you would put on the ground on the floor. So that's what I'm using here right now. And it's pretty good. So I did not want to use my condenser mic so I'm using my old mic so the sound might be a little different but hopefully it's still in pretty good shape so yes the name and title of today's episode is the crafty harlot beware you heard me this is episode number one three six so sit back Relax, grab yourself your favorite hot or ice cold beverage, depending on where you're at, and join me back here in a few minutes, and we will get started. So I will see you in a few. Are you looking to spice up your quiet time Bible time with the Lord? Well, guess what? I might just have the right thing to help you. 
There is nothing better than being able to spend quality and intimate time with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and in His Word. For many of us, this may look different from day to day. Check out my 20-piece digital quiet time Bible study bundle. It comes with six topical scripture writing plans to encourage and uplift you as well as to help you get into the Word of God. So if you're ready to dig deeper or simply ready to give your Bible study a boost, check out my 20-piece quiet time Bible study bundle and other digital Bible study resources at Jahira Print Shop. The link will be featured in the description box. And as always, I'd like to take the time out to say thank you to each and every one of you. I do hope and pray that you will be blessed. are listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with yours truly, Arlena. Stay tuned. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Once again, the name and title of today's episode is The Crafty Harlot. Beware. And this is episode number 136. Today's episode is inspired and taken from Proverbs 7. And I will be reading Proverbs 7 from verse 1 to verse 27. And I will be using the New King James Version. And it reads. Now, this is King Solomon speaking to his son on the wilds of the harlot. And it reads, My son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Keep my commands and live and my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your nearest kin. That they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. For at the window of my house, I looked through my lattice and saw among the simple, I perceived among the youths, a young man devoid of understanding. Passing along the street near her corner, and he took the path to her house. In the twilight and the evening, in the black and dark night, and there a woman met him with the attire of a harlot and a crafty heart. She was loud and rebellious. Her feet 
would not stay at home. At times, she was outside, and at times, in the open square, lurking at every corner. So she caught him and kissed him with an impudent face. And she said to him, I have peace offerings with me. Today I have paid my vows. So I came out to meet you. Diligently to seek your face and I have found you. I have spread my bed with tapestry colored coverings of Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him and will come home on the appointed day. With her enticing speech, she caused him to yield. With her flattering lips, she seduced him. Immediately, he went after her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stalks. Till an arrow struck his liver as a bird hastens to the snare. He did not know it would cost his life. Now, therefore, Listen to me, my children. Pay attention to the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For she has cast down many wounded, and all who were slain by her were strong men. Her house is the way to hell, descending to the chambers of death. And once again, that was Proverbs 7, reading from the New King James Version. And that was from verse 1 to 27. Okay, so in this chapter, what we see here is we have King Solomon speaking or rather giving his son some words of wisdom concerning the wiles of the harlot. Now, what King Solomon was doing is something that was done in many households many years ago, but has become extremely rare in this day and age in many households around the world. The fact is that many fathers are either not present in many of today's households or homes. And sometimes even the few that might be present physically in the home are often only present physically. But emotionally, And spiritually, they're non-existent. Now, once again, here we see King Solomon instilling wisdom into his son. 
He tells his son to keep his words and his commands and live. And in the same manner, we as followers of Jesus Christ are to do the very same thing. We are also to keep the words of our Father who art in heaven, as well as his commands, and live. King Solomon tells his son to call wisdom his sister and understanding his nearest kin. In other words, keep them close, like close relatives or close family members, so that they would keep him from the immoral woman, the one who lives to seduce men with her flattering tongue. Now, these women are considered to be the daughters of Satan. Remember Delilah? You know, Samson, Herodias, Herod Antipas, and of course, none other than Miss Queen Jezebel, Ahab. Nothing good can ever come from getting involved with any of these types of women. Of course, these three women that I mentioned are no longer here on the face of this earth. They're all dead. They've been dead. However, we can look around in today's society. We can clearly see the same evil spirit or spirits that was operating in them are very much also operating in many of today's undiscretional modern women. And like I said before, nothing good can never come from these women. That is, unless they repent, turn away from their sins, and accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior and begin to walk in his ways and to follow him. Then there is definitely hope. And many have come, but not as much that need to come. But yes, the only way anything good would come from these women is when they have turned away from their sin and handed themselves over to Christ. Now, one day as King Solomon was sitting at his window looking out, he saw something quite interesting. Now, clearly, King Solomon was not just a wise man. He was also very observant. As believers, we should follow the same trait. It is extremely important to be observant and extremely discerning, especially in this day and age. Now, back to what I was saying. As he was sitting by his window looking out, he saw among the simple, in other words, those who were lacking common sense or godly wisdom or discernment. And he saw amongst the youths, the young men. He was just looking out and he saw, you know, the young men. But uh, amongst the young men, he saw a young man who was devoid of understanding, meaning he had no type of understanding 
at least not when it came to crafty women and the daughters of Satan. The young man was walking near the path that led to the house of this immoral woman. So clearly the young man was on his way to see the immoral woman who had probably enticed him with her words. In today's society where God, his son Jesus Christ, and his word is rapidly becoming extremely extinct in many households of today and in the lives of many people, the true word of God is quickly becoming null and void amongst a lot of households, amongst a lot of, you know, people at one time who said they believe. And it is also becoming extinct from these huge gatherings. You know, these huge gathering establishments where people gather every Sunday you know, with their flat screen TVs, decorated stages, flashing lights, and slick preachers or false prophets that are called churches. Now, that does not define every church. There are some great churches out there, and they are still true men and women of God that are out there. But no women pastors. Now, many of today's men, even some of them in the church, are falling prey, as in P-R-E-Y, to the crafty harlot sent by the enemy to kill, steal, and destroy their destinies, as well as their lives. These very same women have been sent to pull them off of the path of righteousness or to make sure that some men never reach to the path of righteousness which leads to eternal life through Christ Jesus, who died for our sins. So while King Solomon was busy looking through his window, he saw this simple young man who was devoid of understanding on his way to the immoral woman's house. But what he also saw was the immoral woman coming out to meet the young man. And according to King Solomon's description, she was dressed in her spiritual uniform. That is, she came out to meet him dressed in the attire of a harlot with a crafty heart. Now the KJV reads a subtle heart. And according to ISBE, which is the International Standard Biblical Encyclopedia, craftiness, meaning panorgia or panorgias, meaning the ability to do anything, universally applied in a bad sense to unscrupulous wickedness that stops short of no measure, however reprehensible, in order to attain, excuse me, in order to attain its purposes, then in a modified form to resourcefulness in wrong, or another word that can be used for it is cunning. Now listen to what King Solomon had to say. This is how he describes her in verse 11. And it reads, She was loud and rebellious. Her feet would not stay at home. And he goes on to tell us in verse 12. 
And it reads, at times she was outside, at times in the open square, lurking at every corner. The KJV reads, lieth in wait at every corner. Now, according to the ISBE, lurk, which means lurking means to lie in wait, usually with the intent to do harm. Lurking place, a place of hiding, usually for the purpose of murder. So let's take a quick look at what the interlinear definition using the Strong's definition has to say in regards to the KJV translation, which is lieth in wait. It comes from the word Arab, which is H693 which is the Hebrew word for lieth in wait or lurking. Now, according to the outline biblical usage, to lie in wait means to lurk or ambush. So basically, this harlot, who was extremely crafty, especially when it came to capturing prey for her father's kingdom, was waiting at every corner to ambush her next victim who was often the young men who were simple and who lacked wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and godly discernment. And this is why King Solomon was teaching his son about the wiles of the harlot so that he can beware and that he can stay away from the immoral woman. So clearly this young man probably had no one to teach him. Today, we can still see the works of the enemy through many of his daughters with their crafty holotry on display, various social media platforms, such as TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and let's not forget OnlyFans, nightclubs, concerts, etc. They're out there showing their wares. They don't care whether you want to see it or not. They are busy out there setting it out for the entire world to see whether you want to or not. Now, the only difference today is that their victims or prey are not only the simple young men devoid of understanding, but also the older men who are simple and devoid of understanding, especially biblical or spiritual understanding. If the older men who are supposed to teach the younger men, just as the older women who are to teach the younger women, if they do not or we do not have understanding for our very own selves, then exactly how are we going to teach the younger women, you know, as women, how are we going to teach younger women? And as men, how are the older men, if they have no wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, how are they going to be able to teach younger men for themselves? How are they going to do that? You know, how are they going to do that? And how are we going to do it to teach the women if we don't have it either? And I am not talking about the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that the world offers. I am talking about the one that comes from God through his son, Jesus Christ, and the gift of salvation and the Holy Spirit, as well as his word. 
Because, you know, the world, they got their own thing going on. They have their own type of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and deep wokeness, and all kinds of confusion they got out there. New age, all kinds of nonsense, mysticism. No, that's not what I'm talking about. The wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that I'm talking about is the biblical, the one that comes from God, the one that, you know, the Holy Spirit helps us to get. That's the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that I am speaking about. The truth is, in order to handle these types of women, one needs Jesus Christ. And in order to do so, one needs salvation and to be in tune with God, his son, his spirit, and his word. And they must also have the gift of wisdom, knowledge, and godly discernment. And that's something you have to ask God for. And you have to continue, you know, studying and getting in that word, gaining that knowledge and, and, and you know, asking God to help you to, sh you know, sharpen, sharpen the knowledge, you know, sharpen that wisdom, sharpen that discernment. Or they would need someone who can and will teach them. Unfortunately, you know, many men in today's society lack these spiritual gifts. Even some of the men who claim to be part of the church, because as we know, we got a whole thing out there that calling themselves a church, but they're not the real church. They're not the true church in Christ. They got their own thing going on out there. They're preaching a Jesus, but it's not the same Jesus of the Bible. It's not the one that died on the cross. They're teaching a whole different type of Jesus. And a whole different type of God. As we know, there's many attributes to God. But of course, in many of those mega churches out there, they preach about one God, which is the God of love. But what happened to the, the, the God of justice? There's also a God of justice and there's a God of love, God of war. I mean, what happened to, what happened to him? It's the same per you know, it's the same God, but they just tell you about the God of love. Yes, God loves us, but he's also a God of order. Now, one of the things that comes to mind with the part that says from the KJV translation, which is lieth in wait, this reminds me of the enemy who was also crouching at Cain's door before he killed his brother Abel. When the Lord, you know, tried to pull Cain's socks up. By letting him know, listen, the enemy is at your door. He was trying to warn him. But of course, Cain didn't listen. And of course, for more on that story, you can read the story of Cain and Abel in Genesis 4. And also, this reminds me of Luke 22, verses 31. When Jesus warned Peter to be careful because Satan had asked to sift him like wheat. And here are some more examples. We have Psalm 10 verses 9, which reads, and these are New King James translations. It reads, he lies in wait secretly as a lion in his den. He lies in wait to catch the poor. He catches the poor when he draws him into his net. Now, you're probably wondering, like, how can he capture the poor? Well, depending on which part of the world you might be listening to me to. Um, 
There's some places that are extremely poor. Some even places right here in America where people have come from hard lives. And or like we said back home in the Caribbean, they weren't born with a silver spoon in their mouth. And most of their life, they have known either poverty or struggle. And a lot of times, no, let's be real. No one wants to be poor and no one wants to spend their entire life struggling. Let's just be real. I've been there, so I know. But if you ask me, I would prefer to struggle with Christ than to succeed with Satan. That's just my opinion. Everyone is different. But some of the ways, especially like a lot of times back in the Caribbean, even here in this country, you can see it at times. You have a lot of people, they maybe had a rough background financially, emotionally, whatever the case is. And, you know, oftentimes people equate success with material things, wealth, money, finances, um, cars, etc., that's their idea of success or the mega church's definition of blessed. So oftentimes they join all kinds of occultic secret societies in order to get the best jobs, the best pay, succeed in business and all those things. And those are some of the ways they join sororities, fraternities, all these things to give them a foot up out there in the world where they're able to just, you know, the doors just held open for them because to walk through because of these types of organizations they're in. A lot of people, sometimes they go and they join it because of these things. And sometimes some people join because maybe their mother was part of it, their father and, you know, their aunts, their uncles, and they just, you know, try to keep the tradition going. And some, they're so eager to come out of the what they left behind, whether that was poverty or hardship, in order to, you know, live a comfortable life, and they, they dip their hands in these things. So this is some of the ways that the poor are captured in the net. Because when you join those things, nothing good comes from them. Yeah, you might live a, a comfortable life financially, but in the end. If you don't repent, you will definitely miss the way. And oftentimes, a lot of times, that those things, they unleash curses. And many, at the end of their lives, they suffer terribly. Because eventually those curses begin to manifest. Even though they might still have the car, the house, and all the riches that they can pass on now to the next generation... But they are suffering the consequences of taking these different oaths and whatever it is that they do that is not of the Lord. Now, the next example is Proverbs 23, verses 28, and it reads, She, being the harlot, also lies in wait as for a victim and increases the unfaithful among men. So you hear that? This is now Proverbs 23 and talking about the same harlot, the harlot woman, the daughter of Satan, that she lies in wait as for a victim, a prey. 
And what she does is she increases the unfaithful among men because she's a worker of the kingdom of darkness, whether she knows it or not. In the very same manner, the enemy lies in wait for our souls, you know, for the souls of the simple, using the crafty harlots of this day and age and of the world to capture them as their prey for his kingdom, which, of course, in exchange leads to only one place, which is eternal death. There are only two places that Satan's kingdom or anything that he has to offer leads to. Starting with first, death, hell, temporary holding place. Then, of course, the lake of fire after the white throne judgment of God. So let's keep going. Because I got quite a bit more to cover. After her lurking on every corner where she was able to find her prey, she caught the young man and kissed him. The Bible tells us this. The Bible tells us in verse 13 that she said to him with an impudent face, I have peace offerings with me. Today I have paid my vows. So I came out to meet you diligently to seek your face and I have found you. Imagine Satan telling you he has peace offerings. And we know there's only three things he does. Kill, steal, and destroy. And so does his children. So clearly she had no peace offerings. At least not the peace that surpasses all understanding. Not the peace of God. So let's go ahead and break down the word impudent because, yeah, I, I needed to know what the word meant. Now, according to the KJV dictionary, it means stubborn, hard faced. And according to Strong's, it's Azaz, which is H5810, 5810, which is the Hebrew word for impudent, which means to make firm, strengthen. Another word used is to prevail. In other words, she was determined to win. She was determined to prevail over her prey and capture him. Which so happened to be at the moment, the simple young man who lacked understanding, wisdom, knowledge, and discernment. Now, the immoral woman, she readied herself and her bed for her victim. In other words, she had spread her net. She perfumed her bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Today, I guess they would use rose petals. You know, the crafty harlot had, you know, <laughs> and depending on what region you come from, might even use a little some, you know, some magic potion or some witchcraft token. Now, the crafty harlot had spread her bed with some of the finest linens. And I guess today's crafty harlot would probably spread her bed with silk sheets or high thread count cotton sheets. 
The immoral woman told the young man to come away with her and let them take their fill of love until morning. Now, the modern immoral woman would probably say, come, let us make love until the break of dawn. She also tells him, let us delight ourselves with love because my husband, you hear what I just said? My husband, her husband, is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him and he will come home on the appointed day. So her husband was out traveling. He would be back at a certain date. Um, We don't know exactly why he was traveling, but either way, he was away. So let us look back again at a few things because there are a whole lot of things that stands out in this particular chapter. One, we know she's a harlot. Not only is she a harlot, but she is also an extremely crafty or cunning one at that. So she's good at it. Number two, notice good that she was the one to make the first move. And like we used to say back in the Caribbean, she was forward. She was forward, like they would say. Number three, we then also see or we find out that this very same woman who happens to be the crafty harlot, the immoral woman, is also a wife, unfortunately, for her husband. For whatever reason, her husband was away. And maybe, you know, who knows? He was probably away in business. We don't know because the Bible doesn't tell us. But either way, it doesn't matter. The Bible does not tell us why he was away. But like I said before, either way, it doesn't matter. But she decides, as a wife, slash, crafty harlot, immoral woman, daughter of Satan. She decided to go out and seek someone else to come into her marital home as well as her marital bed so that both herself and her captured prey could fill themselves with their love until morning while delighting themselves in each other all while her husband is away. Now we have a saying in the Caribbean. Yeah, you're going to hear a lot of sayings. We have a saying in the Caribbean I was growing up for these types of women. You would often hear people say, we still say it to this day, when the cat is away, the mice will play. Once you hear somebody back home saying that, we already know what that means. And number four, so what we have going on here is two things. Well, actually quite a few things are going on here. For one, we can see fornication on the young man's part. And we can also see adultery, which is on the woman's part. And then, of course, we see harlotry, lurking, simple-mindedness, lack of wisdom, lack of knowledge, lack of understanding on the young man's behalf. Clearly, this young man probably did not have, you know, anyone to teach him 
to stay away from these types of women. But King Solomon was making sure that he taught his son. He was giving his son this wisdom to stay away from the immoral woman. And he was also teaching him the signs of the immoral woman, the wiles of the harlot, so that he could recognize one when she approached him. And when, if she did, run in the opposite direction. Do not go home with her. The Bible tells us that she enticed him with her speech. And I'm sure she also enticed him with what she was wearing. Because the outfit probably left little to the imagination. She used her enticing words, her outfit and her flattering lips to pull in this young man into her net. And the Bible is what tells us this. And it says here, immediately he went in after her. Because I mean, listen, with those, listen, she was probably laying it down real thick with this nice smooth words. And I mean, she probably was nice looking. And then she had, you know, she was dressed to the, she was wearing the uniform. And she, she approached him and she kissed him. I mean, he probably couldn't even resist. Even if he maybe wanted to try. And she probably was wearing something that, like I said before, you know, where little was left to the imagination. And it says here, immediately he went after her as an ox. Goes to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of stocks. Now, according to Smith's Bible dictionary, because I needed to know what stocks were. Stocks are an instrument of punishment consisting of two beams, the upper one being movable with two small openings between. Now, according to the ultimate Bible dictionary, a wooden frame which stocks are a wooden frame which secured the feet and hands of prisoners. And you could read a little more about that in Job 33 verses 11. Now the Romans often added chains along with the stocks. Now in verse 23, it tells us till an arrow struck his liver as a bird hastens to the snare. He did not know or even realize his decision to follow this woman, the crafty harlot, the moral woman, to go with her, that it would actually end up costing him his life. So you see, the enemy used this crafty harlot to seduce this simple-minded young man in order to capture him as prey for the slaughter, which in return ended up costing him his life, probably even his soul. Today's generation of crafty women are no different from this woman that we are reading about here in Proverbs 7. The same results this simple-minded young man encountered is the very same results and outcome 
that the simple-minded of today, be them man or woman, child, young, old, black, white, Hispanic, etc., will also encounter if we do not stay away from the crafty children of Satan, be them men or women. The road and path that these individuals walk upon leads only to one place. And that is, it leads to eternal destruction and damnation. If one does not wake up, turn away, repent, and turn to Christ. Remember, there is always still hope with Christ. But the individual would have to turn in that direction. Because God is not going to force us to accept his son. That is something that we must do freely on our own free will. That is something he is not going to force us to do. And oftentimes, a lot of these women, the men that are captured by these women, it's hard for them to break free because they have developed such a strong soul tie. And at times, these women, depending on which part of the world, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They tie these men spiritually. And if these men don't have someone to pray for them, to intercede on their behalf, listen, they're going like an ox straight to the slaughter. And you know what the slaughter leads to? Death. That's it. You're gone. The question is, how can we avoid such circumstances? Now, even though Proverbs 7 is about the female harlot, in this day and age, we also have a lot of male harlots. It's the truth. Number one, first and foremost, if one has not yet received Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, that would be the best place to start first. And if someone had, you know, has previously accepted him, but they have fallen away, it is important that they repent and return back to the Lord because he is waiting for you with open arms. You know, like the Bible tells us in Jeremiah 3 verses 14 to 15, God is married to the backslider. Number two, get into the word of God and into his, into a personal relationship with him. Get into his presence for yourself daily, not just through your pastor on Sundays or through your mama or through your daddy. Develop your own, cultivate your own relationship, your own personal relationship with the Lord, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, as well as his word. Number three, always pray before both you and I become pray, as in P-R-E-Y. So we have to P-R-A-Y so that we do not become P-R-E-Y. Number four, cry out to the Lord for help in moments of weakness. That he may come to our rescue. Number five, allow the Holy Spirit to teach us 
and to always guide us. Number six, continue to walk on the path of righteousness and let not our hearts be turned aside to the ways of the crafty harlots, be them male or female. Number seven, do not stray in the path of unrighteousness or wickedness. The crafty harlot has cast down many, 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 many people. And she or he is continuing to do so even to this very single day. We see it every day, whether you are on social media, where you get your news from, whether it's in the newspaper, whether you turn on the television to get your news, whether you get it from YouTube, Facebook, we see this every single day. Many have been wounded and slain because they have allowed themselves to be seduced and enticed by the lips of the crafty harlot. Run from the immoral man. Run from the immoral woman because their paths, their homes, and their hearts lead to only one place. And that is none other than the pits of hell, which leads down to the chambers of eternal death and destruction. So here we have it. We have come to the end of this episode. I do hope and pray that you were able to get something out of this episode because I knew I got a lot for myself out of it. And as someone who lived for a great part of my life in the Caribbean, I've seen this, I can't tell you how many times, amongst simple-minded young men or even older men devoid of understanding, no Christ. And many of them were led like an ox straight to the slaughter or like a fool to be placed in stocks, mm-hmm. spiritual stocks, where they would, we would, you know, you would hear, she tie him, she got him tie. In other words, he basilies to began to think because by the time she put that spell on him, he don't know what, he doesn't know, even know what hit him. And by the time he realizes, yeah, he's on his deathbed. If he, if, you know, God still have mercy enough to allow that person to get to the deathbed situation. Because some people, they don't know. They weren't taught. They didn't come from a household where they were, you know, taught a lot of things. And if, you know, God still allow them to get to that deathbed where they could at least make some kind of peace with him, you know, to God be the glory. But not everyone gets that opportunity so gotta stay away from the crafty harlot be it man or woman run like we said back home run for your life run just run let us pray heavenly father please cover and protect us from the evil wiles and arrows of the enemy protect us from his crafty children and their ways that leads down to the eternal chambers of death. 
Instead, please help us to remain steadfast in Christ through your Son, your Spirit, and your Word, so that our feet may not slip from off of the path of righteousness into the path of unrighteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. So up next is the quote of the episode. And this episode's quote is, Through crucifixion and the tomb came the throne and the palace of the eternal God. I'm going to read that one more time. Through crucifixion, Christ dying on the cross, and the tomb came the throne and the palace of the eternal God. And of course, that was taken from none other than my favorite devotional, or one of my favorites, which is called Streams in the Desert. So yes, so we have finally arrived at the end of this episode. And once again, I'd like to take the time out to say thank you to each and every one of you for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this episode of this podcast has been a blessing to you. And indeed, if this episode of this podcast has been a blessing to you, please feel free to share it with others. Remember, the gospel is free, but yes, it does cost us to produce it. And all we ask that you share it with someone so that they too can hear the message. Please feel free to subscribe to the Words of Encouragement podcast on iTunes.com, Spreaker.com, and Podomatic.com. It can also be found on Google Podcasts, CastBox, Player FM, Podacy, Podtail, Deezer, Amazon.com, Spotify as well. You can also feel free to like, share, and subscribe on either one of the above-mentioned platforms. Also, please feel free to check out my other podcast, which is entitled The Nuggets of Thankfulness Podcast, which is a devotional podcast, also featured on Spreaker.com, iTunes, and Google Play, as well as Podomatic and everywhere that podcasts can be heard. I look forward to being with you on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. Remember, as long as there is life, it is never too late to accept Christ. But you got to do it now if you haven't done so. Now is the time. Don't wait until it is too late. Be blessed. See you next time.